Well, good morning out there. I don't know about no scrambled eggs for this morning, but I sure enjoyed my hot chocolate. <laughs> I sure enjoyed that. Maybe maybe it needs a different one for the winter. What's that? Intro. Oh, I hear you. Maybe it should be brew that coffee, stir that hot it's chocolate. It's always brew the coffee, and I mean, I can relate to that every morning. Yeah? Every morning about, you know, about 8 o'clock at night, too. So. Well, well, I would love to relate to scrambled eggs every morning. <laughs> um, but you just ended up with a little bitty old cookie this morning, right? Oh, uh, but it was a good little cookie. <laughs> See, cookies and hot chocolate already this morning. Like, how festive in Christmas can I you mean, get? We, we're kicking this week off right, right? I mean, goodness gracious. <laughs> It's oh, that's man. the way to wake up. Cookies and hot chocolate. Yeah, I feel, buddy. I feel like if um, I feel like I should be at like a North Pole or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> we got people driving right now, and instead of getting a biscuit or something this morning, they're going to get a cookie and yeah, hot chocolate. They're right heading there. to they're heading to the hot chocolate cookie aisle. Uh, well, Josh, you said something that kind of it's it's a sobering thought, but it's a good one. Yeah, because it means something's better on the horizon. That's right. Last Tuesday broadcast of. Yeah, 23. 23, man. Oh, man. This is actually, uh, of course, 2022 is when I started being a co-host that September. Uh-huh. So this whole year that I've been the co-host. So the full yep. year. Got a full year. You've had to put up with me for a whole year. My, my, my. That's man, all right. That's, that's all right. That's a rough life. <laughs> Just, I, that's why I can only handle you one day a week. That's why I'm sure. <laughs> That's why, no. that's why Hannah. That's why Hannah's always here at seven oh five. She goes, "I'm going to get out of here as much as possible." <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear <laughs> no, you. but no, we, uh, we had a good time. Had and looking for great things. So anyway, so I mean, I'm excited about uh, what the future holds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told this at our church the other night. I said, uh, you know, every it seems like every year you people puts out words sure you know what i'm saying and it's a lot of times i think a word that is great and words good but oftentimes it's the word if it's spoken from the lord really never stops mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like with each year each word it's like well give me another one give me now keep doing that one but i mean may have to add to i mean yeah. you know what i'm saying so we're not uh we're not here to uh add to the word but i mean if it's a word from the lord we're here to do what he's called us to do so we're uh we're eager and anticipating a great 24 yeah, there's man. an eager expectation about yeah. this coming year there is and um we were sending out some prayer targets last night some of the intercessors and prayer warriors and um and you know he was just talking about i had a i had a some that responded back of just the anticipation for yeah. the next year and i'll be honest with you i'm not one of those guys that get caught up in like um slogans for new years and i'm not trying to brand 24 i'm not trying to do anything like that like you know it's kind of like you you have people who make these clever sayings and they keep them that's not what i'm after like i just feel this real anticipation of the spirit of god yeah like doing something in his bride in 24 amen and um i'm not the only one with that witness by no means and so we're just so excited for that and then for the radio you know just to be the tool in the father's hand that it's supposed to be right. it's not a tool in our hand it's a tool yeah. in his hand amen and i'm just excited to see him draw the bowstring back yeah and fire the arrow and i firmly believe that i know it's a tool in god's it's god's hands because i mean there's many times you look back throughout the years of this station you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it it shouldn't have been able to work it shouldn't have been able to go it should have been but because of it, it's got the lord the lord's backing yeah and it was able to do that so yeah. withstand all the years that maybe it wasn't as 
wasn't as uh, financially uh, stable as hopefully it is now. But anyway, so, but uh, anyway. We have been blessed. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> and so it's just, the, there's just expectation. And I think one of the biggest hearts um, and one of the biggest pursuits next year going into it that it really, I just feel like the Spirit of God is like, drawn us into yeah is a real obsession with his word like that's yeah, yeah. i'm just going to use that i don't even care an obsession with his word just we're going to dive into it we're going to disciple yeah we're going to learn we're going to grow we're going to we're going to be walking in spirit and in truth yeah. um and i think both of them are just as necessary so we want to be really word-based and sensitive to the holy spirit in this upcoming year and um we just want to do things god's way Amen. God's way. That's right. That's what we're looking for. It's it. And, it's uh, it. Amen. Good morning, Hannah. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. <laughs> she come bumble, bundled in. Yep. She don't. She won't just get right to business. She don't want those talk before. She just won't get right to business, and that's what we're doing. Right to business. <laughs> no, I do love that you're talking about the word like that, though, because um, I won't name names just because I know they wouldn't. They wouldn't want the glory for it. They would want to give the God the glory for it, but. There's some young adults that are really growing in the word, like, and growing in knowing, growing in knowing. <laughs> That's good. That the word is so important because I've heard comments like, well, you know, when that person was teaching, they really didn't use much scripture. And like, they're growing in discernment with the word. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just very encouraging. And sometimes it takes me back and I'm like, wow. Like, because sometimes. The, these young adults will say something before I ever even think about it. And I'm like, it's just awesome to have a community where you really are being sharpened. Yeah. Like, it's not about who knows more, who's like, right. the Lord is pouring out on everybody. Amen. And it's not about how long you've been a Christian because some of these young adults have been a Christian for one year. Yeah. Some of them two years. I've been a Christian my whole life, but. Some of them are just blowing me out of like they're. It's not them, but what the Lord is pouring out is like, it's just amazing yeah. that that they there's a, this hunger for the word Amen. and a hunger for for truth and to not just believe anything that anyone teaches and to not just follow a person but rather follow the word and it's yeah. it's really awesome because I think i think there's the and it is true that a lot of the, um our generation isn't in, doesn't know any word at all and i think we've yeah. talked about that that there it's been, um generation z that has been talked about in church how you know the, the word is just not in their lives and that foundation wasn't built but i'm thankful that some people around here the lord's really starting to just pour in it's and awesome and they're still growing, but they know it's like they don't want to. They don't want it if the word's not in it. Yeah. And that's what I, mm-hmm. I'm thankful for. And I mean, I definitely want to give honor to Pastor Aaron too because right. he's been very adamant about that for a while now on Sundays. So I want to definitely honor that because, um, and not just Sundays, but Wednesdays. I feel like yeah. I feel like as a body, we're really starting to come into one mind and one accord of yeah. we have to like the word has to be our foundation we yep. can't run off this way without it we can't run off this way without it and i'm starting to see people actually it's actually starting to sink in to yep. them so it's yep. it's pretty cool it's That's cool awesome. being able to be behind the scenes and see people actually receive <laughs> what god's trying to tell mm-hmm. us yeah so. yeah yeah and um I, we're seeing it 
Like it is, I see that hunger for the word and that stretch for the word and to know, know the real word. Yeah. Like we're not talking about just going to memorize and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, and it's not even for me about me- memorizing the word. It's, it's about knowing the word, living yes. the word, doing the word and letting it really begin to be the plumb line that we live off of. Right. And I want to be as sensitive to the Holy Spirit as we can possibly be. But the way that I'm actually released to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit is to be really firm in the Word. Because the Word protects me, and it actually releases me to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because now I'm not having to walk around, is this right, is this right? The Word gives me the confines. The Word gives me the protection. The Word gives me the guardrails. The Word gives me the... Um, it's the it's that source of like um, I always say like this it's it's never supposed to the guardrails were never supposed to be the preventer from moving forward it's actually to keep us from falling off the cliff and I know so many people who just kind of go rabbit ears quotations just go with the flow and go with the spirit and trust God and they never open the word and so many times they end off off a cliff yeah because they didn't know the word yep. And and you have to be you have to be just like Christ. Christ was the divine expression of the glory of God, and He manifests who the Father was in the earth. And it said He was the perfect example of spirit and in truth. Yeah. He had the fullness of both. Yeah, uh, both. Rachel read me something yesterday, and um, was talking about how knowing the word and stuff, and how a lot of times, and I mean me included, I probably have done this. Um, you know, always when people search for answers a lot of things when you're in a moment where you really don't know what to say you'll say well let's just pray about it let's just pray about it well you're talking to people that probably has been praying about it but they want a word or they want an answer they mm-hmm. want, they want to know the truth they want to know hey they need help yeah. more than me just saying hey i'll pray for you mm-hmm. so i mean she kind of sharpened me a little bit last night about how you know, said I. You know, I don't know. She just read that to me and just was. I mean, it kind of broke me really because I mean, you know, because I've been guilty of that and I've been guilty of saying, "Hey, I'll pray for you." Hey, because at that moment I didn't know what to say or didn't know where to go. But you know, now I believe that um, as we grow stronger and it was going to New Year, that maybe, you know, that can be a moment of where we can teach and pour into people in a way they need to be poured into, not only pray for them but also help them out in any way they can. So. Yeah, it's a Amen. it's a challenge. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and there's appropriate times for I'll pray for you, right? And then there's appropriate times we'll be praying and we'll be helping. Yep. Right. So, um, yep. and and so that's that's, um, I was reading something like that last night too. So it, it was it was a challenging thought. Yeah. It was it was very. But those times when you're like on our prayer, um, Tuesday prayer, and different times when I'm talking to people. Yeah. Whenever. The Lord brings a scripture up to my in my spirit. It's so much more effective than just like talking, like because the script the word is alive, you right. know. And when someone has given me a scripture, that it, it's just I don't know. It's scripture is so powerful. Amen. And and that's something you can hold on to. Not that prayers aren't powerful right. in themselves because we're supposed to pray, but praying the scriptures, that's it's that's a whole it. nother. Well, whole I think it's because the scripture is always there. Yeah. I mean, your prayer, I mean, to be honest with you, my prayer is always there, but sometimes throughout time, throughout some days, prayer is kind of different of how I talk to the Lord. 
there may be a pattern we follow according to the word of God and how he how he spoke it, but still yet some of the prayer requests that I have changes from day to day or week to week or whatever because maybe he's done answer that need and thank you Lord for answering that need and now yeah. this deed's come up so but the scripture has been set and it's there for us to know so. amen um <clears throat> I was looking for a quote on Bible study I was changing my here we go I was I was, I was looking for a good one since we're kind of on it yeah um Charles Spurgeon says, Bible study is the metal that forges a Christian. J.I. Packard says, the spirit is not given to make Bible study needless, but to make it effective. Mm. Um, Charles Spurgeon as well said, a Bible that's falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. isn't. Yep, and I've then heard that one before. Dwight Moody said, in our prayers, we talk to God. In our Bible study, God talks to us. And we had better let God do most of the talking. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that, too. It's awesome. So. I need to put that as my screensaver so I can there remind myself of it. I was going to say, because we probably ain't got a whole lot going on in the next week or so, do we? Um, as far as uh, things going on. So. We don't have a lot of announcements. Um, we have the... Uh, fresh fire tomorrow night. Uh, the youth they have a youth Christmas party tomorrow night okay. at six. Hannah, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Six to eight. And then we've got celebrate um, VBS Honduras here tomorrow night at six thirty with Todd Mingus. And then I think Todd Mingus is going to come on Thursday morning as a guest um, mm-hmm. here on the Box Two Radio. Oh no, he's coming on actually Friday. Friday for Mr. Bjork. Uh huh. And then Megan Fortner will be on with us on Thursday. Okay. Oh, yeah. Miss so Megan. We'll get to awesome. hear from her. Yep. Miss Megan's on Thursday. Todd's on Friday. And um, honestly, besides that, we've got y'all. Y'all have service this Sunday. We're we just, do. Okay. We have Sunday morning service, and uh, of course, still yet this week we got prayer meeting tonight. Mm-hmm. Our midweek service uh, six thirty on Thursday. Thursday. So. But uh, we will not have service Sunday night. Yeah. We will have service Sunday morning. Sunday so. morning. Um, yep. Are y'all doing anything special for well, Christmas Eve? We've done it this, uh, not Christmas Eve, but uh, we've done our special service this past Sunday night. Yeah. So. I missed your hotel <laughs> up I did too. I kind of thought that, would, hey, to be honest with you, I thought, well. You were supposed to remind us. I was, well, I thought she told me she was going to write it down. So. I did, but I lost my paper. <laughs> That's all right. Was it recorded? Oh Can gosh. you do it here? Did somebody huh? record it? I'm yeah, let, doing it yeah let's do it here. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, my wife wasn't even able to go to church Sunday. Yeah. Oh. And so the I put I don't ever ever is a strong word, but I normally don't take my phone to church. Uh-huh. But she said, "Hey, please take it." She said, and, "And put me on FaceTime and just let me be in the service." I said, "Okay, we'll do that." So we did do that, and that night we got home. We was talking about it, and Rachel said, "I don't know what I was thinking." I said, "What do you mean?" She said, "Why didn't I just have you record it?" Yes, please. She said, "Because it's just FaceTimed and." Uh, I didn't record it, screen record it. So anyway, but I did not do as good this time as I did last year. So well, I you can make up for it right now. Well, next no, year. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> they only let me sing one time a year, brother. They'll let me preach. Well, they, whatever. that's they, this is us. <laughs> next year is going to be the best time you've ever done it because it's 2024 and all God's right. doing a new thing and we are going to be there. I don't no. care if I have to buy three alarm clocks for me to sit at home and tell me it's time. Oh, time to go hear Josh. But no, it, w- it was a good service or whatever, but we had a, you know, we uh, 
talk about how a lot of these Christmas songs really is worship music to me. Mm-hmm. It really is. So we played a few songs, and I read Out of Look 2, and uh, our worship team, they kind of played some Christmas uh, worship music, and then afterwards we had snacks and stuff. So it ended up being a good night, a real good yeah. night. So, And then we had this um, uh, wonderful couple in our church that gave everybody a clock for Christmas or whatever, and I think mm-hmm. Mom and Dad even ended up with one because they was there. But uh, he had uh, he had it made, and it said God is good all the time, huh. and it has a clock. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying going around. So I thought it was pretty neat. Pretty That's neat. neat. That's cool. That is yeah, neat. But, well, so, uh, yeah, I might have missed out on a clock too. Well, <laughs> was it a real clock or like? A, no, it was a real clock. Oh, okay. It had the needles. I mean, he put it all together. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty cool. Are you sure you don't want to sing for us? I'm sure, brother. We give you full permission. One time a year. That's all I can do. <laughs> We would give you full permission. <laughs> no, we we have I to gotta, wait. I got to obey the elders at my church. I feel as if the elders said, no, one time a year is all you get. No, just. At that? At the church? <laughs> all right, no. all right, all right. because we, we didn't come, so we I just wait could not wait till Tuesday morning to say, hey, y'all missed it. Uh, we missed it. Man. Oh, well, man. in my defense, we were. I was in E Town with the family, so <laughs> I'm so bad about that because I was so excited about it. And I told, I was talking to somebody, and they were like, "Oh yeah, the the Sunday before Christmas," and I was like, "No, I don't think it's that Sunday." And then I forgot. <laughs> like I even told them the right thing because they were thinking that it would be the Sunday closer to Christmas. Well, see, because next Sunday is Christmas, but it's Eve. Christmas Eve, yeah. And to be honest with you, Christmas Eve is our. I mean, we've got. We've got three things that day. Yeah. And so, uh, anyway, and there was once upon a time we had four things that day. So, yeah, it's a busy I'm day. I'm tired already. <laughs> I got zero things on Christmas Eve. So, well, hey, you have one thing. I have, yeah, we got communion service. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, Jason Lee's got a question for us um, about the Pope. And um, we're going to do that one after when we get into our Bible Q&A time. Oh, that is a nice clock. Mr. Tim just showed me the picture. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's a nice clock. Uh-huh. Man, I knew I should have come. <laughs> <laughs> I could have heard Josh and got a clock. That's right. That's right. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's see here. We are in Hebrews chapter 10 still. <clears throat> you had to put that still part in there, right? Yeah, we're not moving very fast. Um, trust me, I, Hebrews chapter, the verse we're getting ready to go on to is tough. Um, and I'm not even going to beat around the bush. It is it is a very tough text. Um, it says, For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Um, to say this scripture is highly debatable is or highly debated is an understatement. It is without question highly debated yes. of what it means. And um, the ESV reads, for if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there will no, there's no longer remains a sacrifice of sin. Um, this verse um, throws... A wrench on both sides, in a sense. Um, whether you are unconditional, conditional, whatever it is with your eternal security, um, it, it is tough. This verse is very tough. Right. And so 
And and I'll be honest with you. I'm a big context guy. It actually even makes it diff- more difficult to to interpret and exegete this text even whenever you consider the context. Because you're thinking, okay, I'm going to find something here above or below that helps me really get this this kind of thought figured out. What is the writer of Hebrews here really saying? But here he goes, but exhorting one another, um, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully after the we have received. It seems like nothing's really fitting together here. Does that make sense? Like, it doesn't really, because we're talking here about let us hold fast the profession of our faith without waver, for he is faithful that promise let us consider one another, provoke another to love, and to good works, forsaking not the assembly together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And then he says, for if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. So we're we're going into being there for each other, unifying, provoking one another to love and good works. And then he just goes on, because if you keep on sinning, there remains no sacrifice. So what kind of sinning is this? Well, I mean, I just think it's kind of, and of course, it's one of them things where people say, well, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Okay. I, I totally understand that. All right. But for whatever reason... I think this verse was put in there after he said, forsake not the assemblies together, even the board. And then he said, for if you sin willfully. Mm-hmm. All right. So what sin are we talking about here? Are we talking about sin in general? Or could not forsaking yourselves together with somebody, you know, being accountable in, in a local body that preaches truth. That's what I always say. Or is it talking about that? You know, I'm, I mean... I probably won't. I probably won't tell somebody it's a sin if you don't go to church. But, I mean, it's pushing it to the point of if you, you can't submit to a leadership in a way that will, uh, somebody that will exhort you and edify you who you can't see, who does know the word, then how are we going to be able to express to people that I'm just believing and trusting God and I'm following him? All right, because what you do will show if you are following the master, which is Jesus. And so, therefore, we understand, or we try to, we try to, we try to understand this verse in a way for if we sin willfully. Because we know that there's probably been times in our life where really, you know, we thought, well, Lord, I don't, I look back in this day and I can't think of a time that I, that I sinned, but Lord, if I have, convict me of it. Show me it. But there's times also where we know willfully do it. And I mean, you know, and whatever that may be. So yeah, that is right, brother. And it's very true. And the knowledge of the truth. But how can you, and I go back to how I tell people, listen, I want to provoke you to go to a place that preaches truth. Mm-hmm. All right. So it says, after that, we have become, we've received the knowledge of the truth. After the knowledge of it, all right, this is when you're going to be accountable for it. And I'm thankful that we, us three here, that we're together right now, that we have received that knowledge of the truth. And so, therefore, because we have received it, then I believe we are going to follow through with it. But there's people not following through with it. Because of why? Because they're sinning willfully. They're sinning willfully. Yeah. 
that's the word that sticks out as willfully. Because in verse 22, um, it says, Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. So if we're willfully sinning, then that wouldn't be a pure conscience. That's exactly right. But we would have to talk about and figure out what willfully sinning is as well. Well, in in my past dealing with this verse, the word willful, willfully is hekosios in the Greek. And that's my redneck interpretation. It's all right. Yeah, I like um, it. Voluntarily, willfully, or willful. And basically... I see this verse as he's not saying somebody who has a struggle. He's not saying somebody who gets caught up in sin. He's not saying somebody who's entangled in sin. I think this verse is saying, if you go back up, I think the context doesn't look like it makes sense, but I think it really does make a lot more sense than we, we take it for. Because he says, not forsaking the assembly together. So here he's saying, not forsaking the assembly and we talked about this yesterday. I think that means assembling together as a body. But Can I ask this question uh-huh. right there? Of course, I always think that means church. But that means gathering with brothers in any way? Or do you think this exactly means church itself? Well, I think that going to church is part of it. And I think that fellowship, breaking bread, going to house to house is part of it. Okay. I think it's a deeper meaning of we cannot forsake the assembling that Ephesians is trying to get us to do, where we're knitted and joint together, I becoming one. I like it. And I think he's trying to get us into a deeper assembling. Because when we get to the assembly the Holy Spirit trying to do, going to church is just natural. Like, we couldn't right. wait to do it. Just, I mean, we go, we would go to church every single day because we're hooked together. We're right. connected. We're, we're mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And, and, and if one person sins, it's automatically going to be known. It will. Or if one person's struggling, the body is automatically going to know it, yeah. keep accountable, edify. Because we're there building restore. each other. Restore. Yes. Yeah. But then it says, some have forsaken, though. Some have forsaken it. Yeah. Some have left it. Right. But exhorting one another, and so much more, as you see the day approaching, he's saying, as you see the day approaching, make sure you're assembly. But some have left it. And to leave the assembly and not walk in unity and to go is sinful within itself. So I think here he's talking about this. People who, the willful sinning for me, are people who are just going after sin with no repentance. This is not somebody who struggles. This is not saying if you slip up and you get a, um, you start uh, getting drunk. Yeah. All right. This you struggle, or you're you have a bad season, and you're entangled in sin, or you can't quit slipping a word out when somebody cuts you off in traffic. Like these are there is a level of sanctification process that happens, and the Holy Spirit will keep working on us. Like He's still working on me. You remember that song? Yeah. Oh yes. All right. He's still working. He's definitely still working on me. And I would say, if we're all honest, He's working on all of us in some areas, ways, and fashion. But we're repenting. We don't want to continue in it. We want to assemble together. We want to walk in purity. We want to walk in holiness. We want to walk with our Father in communion. We want nothing to separate us. I think this is basically saying people who are continually walking in sin with no repentance and willfully and voluntarily, 
it's a fruit that they're probably not a genuine believer. And if they're not going to accept the truth of Christ, even though they've heard the truth of Christ and they're going to continue in sin, what other sacrifices are actually there? Yeah. Nothing else can save Nothing you. else. So if you've heard the gospel and you've heard the truth and you've been enlightened, like Hebrews 6 earlier just said, you partook, you've tasted all these things, you've been to, you've been going to church, you've experienced the fellowship of the, the body, you've experienced the movement of the Holy Spirit, and yet you continue in willful, voluntary rebellion of the Father and you refuse to repent and surrender your life. What other sacrifice is there? That's right. There's nothing. Because that's what's the actual thing is like there remains no more sacrifice for sin. There's nothing there. There's nothing else can save you absent of Christ. So if you reject him and you have the knowledge of the truth and you still reject it, what else can you do? That's a good point, brother. Yep. Amen. Like, so that's just my thought. It's a hard verse. That's a a tough verse. I mean, I think it's a very good thought. And you was talking about the uh, song while ago, he's still working on me. I mean, growing up, (laughs) my cousin Beth... I don't know why or how, but anyway, when we, I guess, sang it at Bible school or Sunday school or something, she wouldn't sing it, he's still working on me. She would sing it, he's still working on Josh. Because I would, <laughs> I would go around singing it or whatever, and she would always sing it, he's still working on Josh. Yeah. So from time to time, I still mention that because I know, I said, I still hope my cousin Beth still sings it like that. Yep. He's still working on Josh, because he is. Yep. You know I mean, but I mean, um, yeah, understanding that it takes more than just... You know, all the time, all I got to do, people, you hear people say, well, all I got to, I believe. Well, there's more than just believing. There's more to it than that. There's more, well, I go to church, there's more to it than just going to church. There's more to it, but it's about everything that involves all the, him dying for our sins, all that connects in a way that does more than just us to be able to say, hey, I do that. Mm-hmm. No, hey, I'm abounding that. Hey, I'm being fruitful because of that. I'm not willfully sinning no more. I'm willfully following the Father. Mm-hmm. And see, our mindset changed from willfully sinning to when we do something and say, hey, I know I shouldn't be doing that. But like growing up, you had limitations with your parents. Hey, you got to be here. You got to do this. You got to do that. I, I mean, think about it is, are you willfully going against what mom and dad taught you? Mm-hmm. Or are you d- doing the things that they've tried to instill into you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we we switch from defending ourselves all the time and saying what we do to praising Him for what He's done in us. That's pretty good. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I, I was talking about this with someone the other day about pride and how defending defending ourselves is a lot of times a signifier that we're that either pride is trying to you know creep in or that we're dealing with it and we yeah. need to pray that you know we don't. Um. But yeah, just giving the glory to the Lord and Amen. being like, look what he's done in my life. That's mm-hmm. right. You know? Yeah. And I think, again, with this verse, and we'll go to break, is talking about the knowledge of the truth. I think we're held accountable f- for the truth that we do know. Yes, and certainly. I, and I do think, though, what happens a lot, this isn't applying to somebody who's walking in sin that's never been taught differently. Maybe there's a brand new Christian that, just got saved that's getting into the word but you can't read the word in one day so okay like you can't find everything out that's right and so and honestly a new christian it's going to take a year or two to really start diving into the word and start to really to grasp it on a deeper level and to start understanding truth and there's some things like let no profane speech come out of your mouth okay i can do that all right but then keep unraveling keep 
I mean, yeah, we've been right. studying the Bible for 18, 20 years, and yeah. I'm just now starting to think, okay, I have no idea what I'm really reading because this thing's way deeper. It's mer- it's mysteries. It's the more you unravel, the more you realize yeah. there's more to the unravel. More you want to do. Um, yeah. And so, like, we have to give some people some grace. This isn't talking about people who need grace and walking in sanctification and keep growing. And this isn't talking about, I believe, even people who are sitting under some people that maybe are not teaching the right thing all the time. First of all, I think you need to prayerfully consider leaving somebody like that who's not preaching truth. I really think Amen. you I think Amen. you need to prayerfully leave. Yep. Um, but I think that in that area too, like once you hear truth, there's a greater responsibility to revolt to respond to that truth. Yep. And and um but you know, I, I think that we have to be cautious to make this verse apply to people. And I've heard some really, really legalistic people who just say, see, if you sin willfully, if you thought about it and you did it, that's willful and there's no more hope. I'm like, whoa, 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 like, we taking grace right out of the picture. Yep. And so say we can, yeah. we, we've got to make sure we balance this verse with the rest of Scripture. Amen. And so, all right, Tuesday question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. Who fled from um, had Iconium when they heard of a plot to stone them? I always get nervous about that word. Who fled from Iconium? I get nervous about a lot of words. Iconium, when they heard of a plot to stone them. 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings with Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All right. We don't have an answer for that trivia question yet, but it's out there somewhere. It's for $25 storehouse gift card this Friday. You can get your name in twice every two-week period. Um, So we'll reopen that trivia question at the next break, and I'll move forward from there. Amen. Well, we have a question from Jason Lee, and he said, I don't go to church. I I don't have to go to – I mean, sorry, hold on. I don't get to go – hold on, how's that – I don't have to go to church. Glory to God. I get to go to church. Come on now. Yep. Um, you can you can get to heaven without going to church, but it's the same as being married and not going home every day. It won't work out very well. Uh, <laughs> all right. Here's the question, though. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen in the news lately or not. There's actually two stories that's been circulating. One happened a couple weeks ago. And we I haven't really covered it because I don't know the full result yet. So if somebody could help me out with the actual results. There was a um, an, a, a public official, I want to say maybe even prime minister for Turkey, who was given a speech and towards Israel, and he said, "You will not escape the wrath of Allah uh, really? to Israel." And then he said, "Salutations to you all," and then he fell over from a heart attack. No way! Right behind the podium. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, I had not heard that. Yeah. Um, and he was in critical condition. I don't know if he, I don't know the result. I don't know if he passed away or what, but I do know it was, I mean, it was live on television and he said, you will not escape the wrath of Allah. Then he said, bye. And then he fell over with a heart attack. (laughs) Right. He, he went unconscious right there on the floor, right in front of the whole press conference and conference thing. So um, that that's kind of been something I've seen. Uh, um, I already died as well. So 
And one listener said he heard, they heard he died. I heard he died, but I couldn't confirm or not. Right. So somebody can confirm a news article saying he died, but um, that is that's a true story. That's no. Wow. That's no. And that happened a, how long ago? Two weeks ago. Two or three weeks ago. Wow. I've been kind of keeping an eye on this this yeah. story a little bit. Um, then as well, the Pope says priests can bless same-sex union union requests should be subject to um, moral. Let me see. How was this worded? Um, moral, some kind of word. I don't know what that word is, but <clears throat> basically moral discretion. Um, so the question Brother Jason had, I don't have, um, is the Pope blessing same-sex marriage without questioning moral godly standard a sign of the times? Um, I, I think, I think for sure it's all playing into the sign of the time because it's deception. Yeah. And, and I think there's a great falling away. Um, things, even our Catholic friends who, you know, we disagree on theology in a lot of areas, but there was a lot of things we were able to walk in unity with, such as against abortion for, um, for the God ordained, God created way of marriage. These were things that we were able to walk in unity. But since this new pope, this Jesuit pope that came several years ago, um, the Catholic Church in the background has become a lot more liberal in a lot more areas. This Jesuit pope's a lot more liberal. And so their stance on abortion has changed, and then it looks like their stance on same-sex unions are changing as well. And I think without a hesitation, this is... um, this this is a sign of the time, and I would believe to an extent <clears throat> this is the Lord giving people over to their own desire. Yeah. Wow. Now, what you would have seen probably with the prime minister from Turkey, that's more of an active re- judgment. Wow. You don't mess with Israel, and Israel will not face the wrath of Allah because Allah is not, <laughs> you know. That's right. He don't. Amen. That That's more of an active thing. There is not one ounce of me thinks that's coincidence. Um, <clears throat> that uh, Rachel just texted in and said she looked it all up and said that man did die two days later. Yeah, I thought he did. Heart attack. Um, I wonder if, like, the way people reacted to that was how they reacted in the Bible when, like, um, Uzzah and who else was it? Ananias and, and Sapphira. Ananias and Sapphira. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't even there. Didn't even know this. But you're speaking. It's like I don't even know how to react right now, to be honest with yeah. you. It's a... I it's, mean, and going back to even Jason Lee's uh, uh, question there about are the, the signs of the time. Listen, I, you don't know the day nor hour the Lord's going to come back. But we mm-hmm. know with technology now, I believe that actually anything that is done is expounded upon because it can be from here to there in just a few seconds. You know what I'm saying? Back years ago, it was not like that, even though probably perilous times were happening. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a lot of things, people determine their perilous times on how uh, they're living instead of, you know, how they're making it, how they're doing that. A lot of people's idea of perilous times is, well, I ain't got nothing in my pantry. I ain't got nothing in, you know, things like that. Well, actually, that's probably not the main focus about perilous times. It's about everything around it that's going on, I believe, has been compounded so much through social media and news. Hey, and that's a great thing, but it also can be a bad thing in some ways, too. 
because we get we, we get so our mind gets wrapped around what's this one saying what's that one saying i want to weigh what the what the good ones are saying and i also want to weigh what the bad ones are saying why are they saying it you know so we'll get so entangled with those things that our focus and our attention will be distracted from keeping it upon the lord so we know that perilous times has been going on for many years now i mean to be honest with you brother Aaron, since i can remember since i've been alive probably since you've been alive we have heard jesus is coming back you know what i'm saying prepare it could come any day now and i mean i'm going to continue to preach that if i live for another 40 years or 50 years or whatever it is i'm going to continue to preach that because i know that if he comes in the next in my lifetime or if he comes in the next lifetime it's still not even a not even a little little drop of what eternity is so eternity is forever we can't even fathom that so to know these times are here and to know these times that I believe we have these um, these ac the access to know more things that is going on. Mm -hmm. Just like instead of, you know, us having, of course, I still love my Strong's and things like that, but actually you don't need it. You just need a little phone or a phone and have access to all them things and at a click of a button you can know what this says, know what that says. Hey, we can use it for the good or we can use it for the bad and be against us. Yeah. And if you can use it for the bad then you don't need to be using it and go back to the way it's always been. But if you can use it for your good, then use it to benefit the kingdom. Yeah. So. I think what we're seeing with the Pope and what we even see with the Turkey Prime Minister, um, and I, I do think that we have to watch our hearts surrounding that story because mm -hmm. if we're not careful, we'll sit there and say, he deserved it. He des no, like our no. greatest heart is for repentance and um, that – you know, maybe this was allowed to happen for people to open their eyes yeah. and God will use it and what, what, you know, God will turn it for his good and God will That's maybe right. lead people to repentance. Yeah. Cause again, I don't want to be one of the disciples that are caught looking at it and saying, Oh, what, you know, do we call found fire now? And Jesus says, you don't even know what spirit you're of. Um, you know, I think we have yeah, to be cautious. That's it. All right. But there is an active wrath of God and there's a passive wrath of God. And I do think judgment is coming to the people who say that they're his first. The sheep and the tear are going to be exposed in the church. Yep. And I think what's going to happen is the tear and the goats are going to start exposing themselves. And it's almost like, I, well, it's not almost, I believe it is, it's God's passive wrath doing the judgment. And what I mean by that is this. In Romans, it talks about he's given them over. He's given them over to their own desires to reprobate's right. minds. He's not slinging lightning bolts. He's just letting them go. Yeah. And he stops drawing and he stops pulling. And a lot of times I believe the Christians that are falling full victim to sin like this and blessing stuff that God's not blessing in a sense is God's passive judgment. That's allowing them just to be turned over. Yep. And it's almost, that's a separation of just itself, sheep and the goat. So if you ask me, is this part of the end times? Yes. And I actually think the great falling away is going to get worse. But I think the great falling away is really the Lord drawing a line in the sand in his church. Yeah. And saying, are you a sheep or are you a goat? That's right. And I believe that those who call himself themselves his, we're going to start seeing some real manifestations of their hearts. Amen. And for those who are pure and those who are burning for the the Father— and to please the Father, 
I think we're going to see exploits and see them serve their God in a way that is uncomparable to what we've seen before. Yeah. But those who are playing the game and are goats, I believe their manifestations are going to get worse in the other way. Wow. And I think it's an exposure. And I think it's exposing exposing the goats from the sheep. And I definitely think this is the end time stuff because I think it's it's got to happen because Peter says judgment first comes in the house of God. Yep. A lot of the people that says, I know this is coming, Brother Aaron, is a lot of the ones that's most fearful about everything that's here. Mm-hmm. You see, we according to the word, we know these times are coming. We're preparing for this season. But still yet at the end of the day, Hannah, it's almost like those that are seem like they should be prepared for it, those are the ones that are most scared of it. Mm-hmm. You see, so we must be we must be in a place of where we're always growing in him, we're always studying, we're always in a place of where it does not work matter what happens over to my right or my left i'm going to keep my focus on jesus mm-hmm. you see talking about the knowledge of the truth earlier you know brother and i i mean I, I love it when i can tell people that hey i want you to be in a place of worship somewhere that preaches and teaches and lives truth because there's too many people that i know that i've heard of that are living lifestyles that we know are willful more or less willfully sinning and going to going to church, to be honest with you, more than uh, more than uh, a lot of church people, they go to church, but still, yet for whatever reason, they're able to go and not be convicted of the sin that's in their life. So, I mean, this goes back to us understanding or trying to learn as we continue on in our growth with Christ that days like this that are ahead of us. And there's going to be times where, just like Brother Aaron or anybody that's in leadership, will be asked, hey, why is this happening like this? Why? Because who are they going to turn to? Who Who's going to lead this? Who's going to lead the, you know, Brother Billy been uh, speaking a lot this past year about a reformation. Who's going to lead that? His leaders are. The people that's been in his word, the people that's been in been more or less behind the scenes preparing themselves for times like this, that they're gonna be able to rise up and say, All right, we're gonna lead we're gonna lead in the way that Jesus wants us to lead and you know, and be the ones that he's gonna speak through. And then prepare others also to speak in a way where, you know, where we can't reach everybody, but thing about it is if this one does if that one does that then we can be a part Mm -hmm. of the great big scheme of things and being able to spread this whole gospel out throughout the whole region of the world Mm -hmm. hannah you got anything i'm just over here thinking about a lot of stuff (laughs) i'm still stuck in verse 26 (laughs) of hebrews (laughs) but it's all relating like it's all like that verse is really connecting to the rest of the end time conversation that we're yeah. having yeah and the sheep and the goat and all of this and i'm just wondering that oh let's see we have a few minutes here so those who those who aren't being convicted so those who are going to church or maybe every once in a while going to church or maybe going maybe not going to church inconsistently whatever but when they are in the presence of the lord not feeling conviction at all Mm -hmm. what would you say that it's talking about those people in verse 26 that's just occasionally going to church and 
they're in the presence or, of the Lord, but it's the, not affecting them. Or the ones that are always in the presence of the Lord, and there's no conviction. <clears throat> I don't know if I can generalize a statement about that. And the reason I say that is I think that maybe, you know, the Lord draws people at different times. And because I feel like the 26 is talking about people who have been born again. I feel like it's definitely people. I think you're going to have the same conversation around 10, 26 that you did around six. It's you're going to have to figure out if you believe it's people who's been born again or people that's been partaking and have the knowledge of the truth. Because here's the one thing that, and I'm I'm an honest person when I try to read the word. And when, and when I'm not certain on something, I always say I'm not certain. And this is one of those scriptures I'm still not certain on because it says they have the knowledge of the truth. Knowledge of the truth don't save you. That's right. And so just because I have knowledge of the truth doesn't mean I'm saved. Amen. And so that's where I'm a little bit... It just it checks me a little bit because I, I feel like I feel like that needs to be processed through some more. All right, so is this people who have the knowledge of the truth? They've heard the truth, they have experienced sort of some kind of level of the manifestation of the truth. Uh, because I could have knowledge without possessing the thing. I could have I could have knowledge of I have a bank account of a million dollars, but until I go to the bank account and get the million dollars, I don't have it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying to figure out in Hebrew. And I don't, ha- I don't know. Like I'm, I'm being honest with you. I don't, I don't know if yeah. it. I don't, I don't know if I have a confident statement. Yeah, I mean, we got a knowledge. You know, talking about, and I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, but just as I think about my uh, the kids that have been brought up in church, they're mattered. You know, the kids that I've been able to pour into the last 18 years. You know, what I'm saying being a youth leader there since 2000 three or four then uh you know being assistant pastor there since 2008 you know it's just you know it's an amazing it's kind of amazing then also it's kind of heartbreaking sometimes to see how some of these children that has been raised up in the knowledge of the truth but like brother Aaron said they knew the truth but they didn't live the truth Mm -hmm. i'm saying they got up they got up old enough and they began to do their own thing began to you know kind of shy away from the church and go out in the world and say well i'm going to see what the world's like now you know never they knew what they should do but thing about it is they never come to the realization of really repenting before the lord Mm -hmm. you know i'm saying i would love and i tell them this before and i've asked them i say have you repented when did you give your heart to the lord if you can't tell me more than likely, guess what? He ain't there. If you can't tell me back the experience you've had with Jesus, he's not there. That's what I t- I've told them time and time again this year, some of the other ones. I've got actually two seniors in my class this year, you know, and that's pretty big for us at Madrid to have two seniors, uh, you know, to have seniors in our class. So, But what I'm saying is we must have the understanding that, hey, are we preparing them for the next? Do they know the truth in a way that where they want to live it? And so I want people to know it to the point they want to live it. Because, mm-hmm. you, you know, the verse talks about you'll be accountable for what you know. Those that Brother Aaron was talking about a while ago that have the knowledge of the truth but not really allow the truth to come inside of them, those people there, they, I mean, yeah. they know a lot of things. So. And, and if you go on to verse 27, 
it says these are that it, there's a people who have the knowledge of the truth, whether they're born again or not. Let's 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 table that for a second. That's good. These people have the knowledge of the truth, but yet they continue to sin willfully. And then if you continue to sin and you continue to reject the truth and you re- continue to reject the truth and and not repent, what other sacrifice is there? And by actually, writer of Hebrew goes on. But the only thing you do have, because now you know the truth, is ex- expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversary. This is ESV. What's 27 read in the King James, Josh? But a certain fearful looking for judgment and f- fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. So the writer of Hebrews is saying, if you know the truth, but you are refusing to repent, and you continue to self- willfully, re- um, if you continue to willfully sin, there's no more sacrifice for you. There's no other way. So now that you know the truth, you know the truth is the result is judgment for eternal, eternal judgment. So the writer of Hebrews is saying that's all they got at that point. And we've kind of met people like that, like that. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, there's like this and there's this um, expectation of judgment. Yeah. And I've actually heard people talk about that. Like, you know, that's all right. I've heard the truth, but if there's a hell, I'll just go to it kind of deal. And um, I've actually heard words like that kind of out of people's mouth. And I've heard other people say, well, I'll just go to hell and party with the devil. Like that's I was going to actually say that because, I mean, I've heard people, well, there'll be a big party. No, there ain't going to be a big party. Or I'll be honest with you. When people talk about, well, if I just go to hell with my buddies or whatever. But I've seen also people talk about going to heaven and talk about how, well, while you're up there, you know, do this or do that and i'm thinking to myself you're not going to be doing those things in heaven Mm -hmm. you you know i just hate to say over the air some of the things that i've heard before you know well i hope you're doing this in heaven and it just breaks me because i know hey ain't nothing part of that gonna be in heaven yeah and i mean it's just man yeah it's just a lot to think about (laughs) it is (laughs) that verse has kept me up at night yeah, I mean it has. Wow, it's kept me up at night. I'm trying to process that. Right, it's a sobering verse. Well, because I mean, as a leader, I mean you're like Lord, w- w- keep me awake, show me. Yeah, because I know there's going to be people that really want to know or really want to get understanding of this verse. Help me be one of the ones that says, "Hey, here's what we believe it is, and here's what I feel like the Lord is showing me about this verse." And that's why. You know, I love Brother Aaron's heart and love his, uh, what he does for the Lord. So, Whew. All right. Uh, Josh Newton says, It takes me to Luke twenty two thirty one. The devil wants to des- the choosing. He seeks to destroy us and for us to fall like he did. But in verse 32, Jesus shows us what to do to pray for one another and to overcome because he has made a way. Um, Todd Mingus says, If a church is void of the Holy Spirit, might they also be void of conviction? Now, I would love to come back to that. There's two right. things I want to come back to after the break because the Holy Spirit's the one that draws. Miss Gale said, if someone really believes that Jesus is all-powerful, all-knowing God that sees all they do think, they do and think, how could they continue in their same sin without shame, regret, and fear? Amen. Um, wow. If there is no... Con- are, Jason Lee said, is there no conviction or are they ignoring the conviction? Um, that's, that's, good, that's a real good point right Greg there. Carwell says tribulation brings repentance the great tribulation is the last chance for men and women to come to Christ yeah. I'd say that 
But I have two things I want to come back to afterwards. For one, I want to go back to what happened to the the turkey, the turkey mm-hmm. guy. Um, and then I want to go back to what you were talking about in a room. And there's some that's under the conviction and some that's not. I would love to process that some more, too. Mm-hmm. So we'll come back. And then we got manna on Tuesday still. And so here's the first question that we had not had answer yet. This gets you in for a 25 dollar storehouse gift card for the drawing this friday you can get your name in two times every two week two weeks who fled from iconium when he they heard of a plot to stone them who fled from iconium whenever they heard of a plot to stone them we'll be right back here after the break on mornings with box two radio on the box two radio network All right, we are back on this beautiful December 19th, 2023. We're going to cover and unpack these couple things. Then we're still got manna on Tuesday to come into today. And this is the last Tuesday broadcast of yep. 2023. How's that? I just, uh, this year's flown by. It's been a great year, though. It's been a great year. Yeah. Um, Friday for a little bit. I hope to just kind of celebrate the year before. Friday will be our last live broadcast of 23, so I hope to celebrate a little bit. I don't know. Maybe we'll just have a cake or something. No, that's good. I mean, you talk about this year or whatever, you know, it could have been, to be honest with you, within uh, my family, could you could either say it's been some of the best year, the best year, or for some, just like my mom and dad, could say, well, Bosley could be the worst year. It is. You know, with Luke. But, I mean, I think that's just a uh, testimony about how great our God is. Yeah. Knowing yeah. that in good or bad, how great of a year we had. Lord, I, you know, f- I got my, I got a son-in-law. You know, my daughter got married. You know what I'm saying? And then I found out that I'm going to be a grandpa. Grandpa <laughs> so, Josh. You know, some great things happen, you know. And even yeah. though um, uh, Rachel just found out she had the, you know, her levels were back. But then still yet understanding that with, um things that are, she's able to do that they're going to keep that at bay and everything you know everything's great everything's it's great it's so. what we was preaching uh, sunday before last and as a body we is where we're learning uh, myself included i was the one teaching but i was learning just as much as anybody yeah. in that room shalom um the the hebrews words and we said this a lot later but I, it's on my heart and it's not going anywhere so right. the hebrew words that make up shalom say this destruction of the authority that is connected to us via confusion and chaos. Wow. It's the destruction of the authority. It's not the destruction of the chaos and the confusion. Yeah. It's destruction of the authority. And peace is never subject to what's going on. Peace is subject to who you believe Christ is. Yeah. And that no matter what's going on around you, we can still find peace. And we was talking about, you know, your mom and dad who has had a definitely a tough few months for sure without hesitation but yet the example yeah and the witness that they set before so many people and how many people saw their response to everything and was impacted and yep inspired and um the the chaos and the confusion the attack of the enemy it never said the weapons not being formed yep it just says at the end of the day it's not going to prosper Right. It'll be formed, and and the weapon, the wet, the enemy's going to hit. Yeah, but greater is he that's in Amen. me than he that's Amen. in the world. That's it. So, um, still no, we still don't have an answer. Um, we had a call, an, an attempt, um, but it's a tough question. So, um, but there was two quick things I wanted to say. Yeah, 
so the first one was with the gentleman who said, you will not escape the wrath of Allah towards Israel. And then he had a heart attack and died two days later, immediately right after. Like, he said it. If you watch the video, you can watch the video. He literally said those words, said salutations to you all, which basically means goodbye. And then he falls on the floor immediately. Like, it's immediately. Yeah. Now, there's going to be people who say, he deserved it. He deserved it. I want you to watch your own heart. That's right. All right? Because when Ananias and Sapphira, this happened to them, this stuff does not happen just so that God can flex his bicep. It's it's really, a, at times, whenever this kind of things happen, it's an eye-opener. And I want to read the response of what happened after Ananias and Sapphira. We talk about Ananias and Sapphira all the time. But to read the response of what happened in the city afterwards. He said this, she fell down straight away at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in, found her dead, and carried her forth, buried her by her husband. This is where this is what happens after. And great fear came upon all the church, and upon as many as heard these things. And by the hand of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest durst no man join himself to them. But the people magnified them. And believers were to the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets, laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the city, sent round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folk and them who were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one. That was the response of what happened. Yep. And if we're not careful, we'll let these kind of stuff happen and be like, yeah, yeah. But really it should, when you see this, our greatest hope is that people would see and fear yeah. mm-hmm. the Lord. Right. See and respond to the Lord appropriately to let this be a warning sign to those who are walking in opposition to the Father. Yeah. Yeah. It should be a time of reverence. And repentance. And repentance. That's right. <clears throat> because Rather it said fear come upon the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you think about fear coming on the world, but I mean, it talk, it called the church out. Yeah. Fear come upon the church. Yes. And so then gets it. Yeah. Made them straighten up a little bit. <laughs> That's right. Because and, exactly right. and then it just didn't come. Then it was a great multitude came unto Christ, and many believers were many were added as believers to the Lord. Then sickness and healings and devils were cast out. Like all these things were a direct response to Ananias and Sapphira. Yep. And we don't really read that too much. Like we read, they lied, they died. And that's pretty much it. But we don't read the response of the church because it in moments like this, it should be solemn and sobering and make us step back a little bit and say, whoa, like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think that's why when I read that article the first time, there wasn't in me. And I'm not just saying this is not to say I couldn't have it. But at that moment, it was not like, yeah, he deserved it. How me- dare you mess? Right. It was, whoa. What's in my own heart? <laughs> exactly. It's like, whoa, what's in no, my own I, I heart? I got you. I got you. Because uh, I mean, then after that happened, the fear come on the church. Then what happened? Apostles rose up. Yeah. And they began to do the thing that they were called to do. Yeah. See, so it might be somebody's time right now 
yeah. to rise up and uh, speak the good news of Jesus Christ. And our greatest hope would be that God would use this situation to draw others in Turkey to him and draw others in the Middle East to him and let those who are following Allah be um, persuaded and shown. That's right. Yeah, you know, Yahweh is real. That they'll come Jesus to the knowledge is the, of the truth. That's right. So. Um, I just, I, I always... I just always feel like we do an injustice to situations like this, especially in Nassafira, if we don't really talk about the whole picture. Yep. If we just go say, they lied to the Holy Spirit, they died in a room, and they buried them. That's not the end of the story. That's the end of the story for Ananias and Sapphira, but that's not the end of the story of what God used that for. That's right. And so, and then the question that Hannah was bringing up about conviction, and um, she was saying it's not just in church service, just period. Like, um, that you're not walking in conviction no more. I used to have a lot of young people come to me, and still do every once in a while, but like talking about struggling with pornography or something like that. And they say, we just can't kick it. We can't do it. I said, is there a fight in you? They said, well, yeah, we hate it. We don't want to do it. And I said, keep marching. Because my, my, thing, my thing is the fear should come when there's no longer a fight. A fear should come when there is no more conviction. Yeah, A fear should come whenever you can do it without any repentance right. and without any any kind of conviction happening. Mm-hmm. That's whenever I believe you're starting to tread ground of there's no more hope because at some point you turn away and reject the truth. But I think that, um, again... I think they're, I think the falling away and rejecting the truth is coming a lot more from rejecting the truth truth. Not just you continue to have a struggle or continue to sin somewhere of a struggle. I think it's a rejection of the truth. And your, your disobedience and your sin is an outright manifestation of your rejection of the truth of Christ. And I think that's when your willful sin really, really starts to come in. Yep. Is your rejection of Christ more than just... You can't stop saying the D word. Yep. I don't. I mean, I don't think. I, I think struggling to to watch your mouth is not the willful sin. I think the willful sin is the utter rejection of Christ. And and I think you do. You you. I mean, I think you're onto something. That there is times I believe that can happen in a genuine believer because we've seen preachers and ministers who honestly showed fruit of salvation, showed fruit of repentance, that then utter reject the truth. And they turned away from it and said, Christ is not Savior. There is no Christ. There is no God. Yeah. And people who once showed fruit of repentance now walk in opposition of the truth. And to me, that's a willful sin. And if they rejected Christ, what <clears throat> other way of salvation is there? Yep. There is no other way. So yep. I'll shut up and let you all talk. No, no, I mean, no. That was uh, great about the willful part. I mean, because he said those that have once preached the truth and had the knowledge of the truth. Mm-hmm. But if you never had the knowledge of the truth then you may not be willfully doing it, maybe still doing it, but not willfully doing it. But after you come to the knowledge, then there's a difference there. It's almost what I see a lot in the body of Christ is I believe that there's people who they have been born again and not unlike the preachers who are rejecting and preaching opposition to the truth, like they fell in love with their sin. And, I mean, we see that with, like, Israel, you know, like, whenever and whenever they fell in love with idols and different yeah. things. But 
I'm talking about the Christians who they fell in love with the idols. They fell in love with the sin. And they don't have conviction anymore. Yeah. Like, they're not necessarily working in opposition to the faith. Like, they're not preaching and saying that what the word says isn't true. But they're making excuses. They're, like, basically making excuses and saying why their lifestyle is okay. Right. They're kind of manipulating the scripture. Which I guess, in a way, is still working in opposition to the scripture, um, but maybe not on the same level as preaching and saying Jesus isn't the way, because mo- most Christians in the evangelical and I mean honestly most most Christ- people who identify as Christians will <laughs> they will acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior. They will just like Josh was saying before they say but they believe. Yeah, but. All the other things in the word, um, they might try to twist and turn to support their lifestyles. Yeah, yeah. Can I, can I give you a verse on that? Yeah. First Timothy four one. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some should depart from the faith. So here, what's he saying? They're going to depart from the faith. The faith. Now, what is the result of parting from the faith? giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils. And this is where I think verse 2 starts to speak to what you're talking about, speaking lies and hypocrisy and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That's what Miss Lisa just texted in. Yeah. She said, do you think that, and I I guess I wasn't realizing that word was in that verse, because I've read that verse so many times, but mm-hmm. I, I must have read over the word seared. But she said, do you think they might have a seared heart when they don't come under conviction and repent? Yeah. Is what uh, Lisa asked. Yeah. And I think that's a result of departing from the what? Faith. It's all the, it's departing from the faith. And because I've departed from the faith, now a result of that departing from the faith is giving heed to seducing spirits. Well, if I was in the faith and I was seeking the Lord and I was staying in the word, I wouldn't give heed to seducing spirits because I would have the revelation of the truth. Um, I would not follow doctrines of devils. I would not speak lies and hypocrisy. And then now they're having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Because once you've rejected the truth and departed from the faith, now these, I think, are born-again believers. These I do believe in apostasy. Like, I really do believe in apostasy. I think it's rare, and I, think it's, I don't think it's as easy as you die in a car crash and say the D word. Again, we're going back to the D word. I don't mean to... Do I don't think they always know... <laughs> I don't think they always know that they're doing. No, that. I don't. I don't think they always know it either, because that would be the passive judgment that God's turning you over from Hebrews one. I mean Romans one, giving them over to their own desires. desires. And well, I just want to say I'm so thankful for the Lord because I have been very deceived before, like in my walk as a young. Well, I wasn't. I've been saved for a while since I was younger, but being deceived by things and not and backsliding and and honestly being seduced by different things in the world and trying to figure out what is this really true is this really sin and I'm just thankful that the Lord did not <laughs> do that to me like I'm thankful for his spirit and I'm thankful that but are, I was able to like come back to the yeah, truth after do, wondering a little bit yeah but do you think that because of maybe you just taught that or thought that that it was okay to do certain things and things like that. No, I th- I think for me it was just backsliding and kind of just 
testing the just kind of finding something out for myself I got you because I think when you're young when you're you know growing up as a young adult like you don't want to just believe something because your parents told you to do it right so mm. I think for me like I was figuring out like what is truth like what is really true and I was trying to unlearn things that weren't right that I had been taught but also yep. figure out okay I've, what am I going to hold on to that my parents did teach me you know yeah. and kind of figuring that out but I'm thankful that in that process, you know, that the Lord was with me. Like, I, I don't know what I would have done if he just would have turned me over to, yeah. to my desires, you know. Well, I think First Timothy 4 is a people who, it never says in this verse, as far as I can understand, I, I was rereading it, that they're without, they're without hope, that they can never come to repentance. It yeah. just says they've given heed to it. Yeah. And a lot of times people like this are ones that honestly follow cults, get caught up in cults, get caught up in things that are that sound okay, but then they take you to dangerous places. And a lot of times you see believers who get caught up in something like that who come to repentance and come back to the Father and start to walk in the faith again. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be honest, and I won't stay on this very long, but, like, I, you know— got into psychology i'm not saying psychology is all bad but there's different avenues that branch off of it that can be very misleading and lead mm -hmm. you into some bad <laughs> roads so i think that was one thing for me is getting into this different studies of personality and different things yeah. and it all sounds good and you know i went to a christian college so if i'm doing christian psychology then i'm good like i don't have to worry about being deceived but the enemy will mask himself and deceive and i the Enneagram is something that appears to be very lighthearted, very like not, I mean, secular really because, and because there's actually a lot of Christians that use that personality assessment. It's like, you know, you take the test and it tells you what you are and all that stuff. And there's more things than that that are really popular in Christian circles. Like, I don't you I don't know if you all have really looked into that stuff, but like there's there's enough. churches that promote these things. Sure. Yeah. Like there's churches wow. and groups that literally have seminars and and train you to be a, a, a coach like an Enneagram coach or a, a life coach that talks about these things. And so for me, that was one way that, you know, I saw other Christians doing it. So, and when you aren't having the truth revealed on it, you can, I mean, I believe I had the Holy Spirit. I was born again. I loved the Lord, but I was deceived into that for a while because I didn't see how I really do believe it is a seducing like doctrine of devils mm -hmm. because the way that that, that certain thing that kind of veers and draws you away from the Lord, because really it's not biblical at all. It's teaching you to find yourself rather than finding Christ really now there's some people who try to mix it with both but you can't really mix it but all that to say that's just one way that in my life I've kind of been deceived and there's been actually um some people in like the TBN circles who has came out and apologized to like authors and things like that who have apologized to their followers um because they actually promoted this thing and until they did the research and found out where it actually started mm -hmm. um, and that it is not godly at all. Um, they actually apologized and came out to the people that followed them because they didn't want to lead the people that read their work and things like that astray. Yeah. Wow. So it's definitely possible. I, sure. I agree with you for believers yeah. to get caught up into this. Well, the only reason I brought that up was I think the people in first Timothy four is different than the people in Hebrews ten twenty six. I do too. Okay. 
I think yeah. I think 1026, these are willfully rejecting. These are people departing the faith really out of deception. Yeah. Um, that they're and and really I think in essence what this is, they're just being deceived. And our greatest hope with the deceived is that God would unmask that deception. Yeah. And um, and again, we know believers that get caught up in cults. We know believers get caught up in what you were just talking about, something that appears good. I would say somewhere in our life, we've all been caught up and deceived somewhere. And this is why I encourage Christians not to get faddish or trendish. Like, and that we, we're guilty of this a lot. Oh my gosh, did you hear what that preacher said? This is the missing key to the church. Yeah. Well, there, there really is no missing key. It's just, we just do what the Bible says. Like, we're not waiting for anything. God's already provided all things for life and godliness. There's no resources that he's not already paid for for the church to operate. And so, like, we're not missing anything whenever it pertains to God. Like, now are we waiting for the coming of his kingdom and all that? Of course, there's a waiting in that sense. But God's accomplished it on the cross and through the cross and through the gospel. And he's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Like, everything necessary to walk in the victory and walk in the kingdom has already been paid for. Yep. We just have to understand inheritance. That's right. Um, and so... Um, brother uh, brother Jim, he just uh, goes to our church there. He just yeah. got out of the hospital. But anyway, he said seducing spirits, this part about giving heed. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that are different from Hebrews and here in First Timothy is because what they do, they departed from the faith because of what? They gave heed to it. Mm-hmm. They gave, more or less, they entertained it. And in a way, yep. they thought it was going to be glorifying to God. But what happened was seducing spirits came and then ended up not being that. So Yeah. Wow. And to me, these are people probably more like Joseph Smith. These are the people who maybe didn't start out bad, but they gave heed. And they departed the faith. Um, they fed off flesh and not fed off the spirit. And they gave heed. Yep. And then there's like Jim Jones is another one. Jim Jones started out rough, but at the very onset, he just he was trying to build a church. And then he kept getting, giving heed, giving heed. Oh, that seducing spirit. Oh, well, then he went from being a preacher to literally being a, I am God. Wow. And you know what I see with all of these examples, and even with myself, because I honestly wasn't in the right community that God needed, that I needed to be in. That was, you know, mm-hmm. like it's like I was in a community that a lot of people were deceived in college because they just didn't know, and I don't think they would have ever wanted to be to study and believe and teach things that were going against God. They just didn't know. It was complete ignorance. Mm-hmm. But the thing I'm seeing with all of these examples is not having accountability, mm-hmm. like not having Bible believing, truth teaching, preaching accountability and community. <laughs> Yeah. Because if if we're all really in this word and we all know the truth and we're not ignorant, then we can tell our brother and sister and keep them from going down that path of the second second Timothy. First first, first Timothy, Timothy four. Four. Yep. Because Amen. I think we all probably can think of some people who might be on that path. Yeah. Maybe they haven't went down it yet, but they're in that direction so we can pray that they don't go down that yep. direction and they turn. They turn, repent, yep. yeah, turn Amen. to the Lord, and then if they have and to learn go, the truth for those right. who just don't know, because most a lot just are ignorant and don't yep. have the the truth. Amen. Of it. That's exactly right. So, 
Well, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with mana. So get your mana ready. Are we ready? We get that mana (laughs) ready. Saving the best for last. Saving the best for the last 30 minutes. So I'll give you 30 minutes to do your mana. Well, I don't know if it's going to be 30 minutes, but we'll work on it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's been a good conversation. I've really enjoyed the conversation this morning. All right, we're going to take a break. Oh, we need to read our second trivia. Well, we I guess we need to read the first trivia question still. We're just going to get this right. Um, who fled from Iconium when they heard of a plot to stone them? Who fled from Iconium whenever they heard of a plot to stone them? We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings with Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. He's the great I am. Aren't you glad to serve a risen Savior? Amen. Well, we have an answer for our trivia question. Miss Gale got it correct. Who fled from Iconium when, or Iconium whenever they heard of a plot to stone them? Paul and Barnabas. Acts 13, 50 through 52, and Acts 14, 1 through 6. Apparently, Brother Jim... Uh was trying to call in, he couldn't get in, so I guess uh, he just texted me the answer. But anyway. yeah, it was. So how's Mr. How's Brother Jim doing? Uh, he's doing well. I mean, everything come back. I um, uh, thought he had some kind of blockage and things like that, but uh, he was in the hospital for a few days. But everything turned out no blockage. He got the scan, and so uh, he got to come home last night, and he's at home this morning. I think so. Oh, uh, get strong a little well, bit. Well, take day. us into the manna. I got you. I got you. So, yeah, this uh, manna on, uh, I just thank uh, Brother Aaron and uh, also Sister Hannah for allowing me to do this every Tuesday morning. So, I mean, I hey, appreciate it. your manna was manna. older than me, wasn't it? Huh? My your manna, manna came, came first before I was here, right? <laughs> yep, it sure did. sure <laughs> did. But that's all right. I mean, I, I really enjoy it. I really do. So. I love it. He said... He said the last, uh, the last one might be the best one, but I, I don't know. I, one that really sticks out to me that I'd done earlier this year, Hannah, was, um, I mean, I actually got more response than anyone. And one time I was uh, coming home on a Wednesday night, and uh, what happened was we have church on Thursday night, our midweek. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, when I was coming home on a Wednesday night, one time after, you know, churches should have started so coming home from Harnsburg I passed several churches and the they wasn't having service you know but I remember you guys did and there was two I think two churches in between here and Harnsburg that had lights on hmm. for service there's you guys and another one in McDaniels but anyway so it just it just broke me really hmm. and I mean then you pass by and you see to be honest with you just here in Brick County where I seen some um oh well I just go ahead and say it. it's like like uh, liquor stores or beer places you could go or whatever, and I seen those open, mm-hmm. and you know then you seen the parking lots had had several cars in it or whatever. So it just I remember talking about how we need to be in a place of where we're growing and like we talked about earlier, edifying one another and just being that place. I got more response out of that one than I have than I any have other any minute. other one. I even got some phone calls and a couple of texts too, because I guess they really don't want to put it on, put it on my Facebook. And that's fine if you want to call or text me about it. That's fine, you know. But I got a lot of response out of that one. So if wow. there was one that I remembered this year, it would definitely be that one, wow. you know. But I done that to encourage, and I know that it seems like in this community, pastors or somebody that's got to, um, that you know, they pastor their church, but then also during the week they got to provide for their family. Yeah. You know, they just got to have different avenues of where they got to, 
you know, because of the financial strain or whatever they provide for the family. So I understand sometimes you may get weak, maybe get tired, maybe working or this and that, but never negate the fact of actually, to be honest with you, on a Bible study night, that's oftentimes where we as believers kind of grow more. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you know, we're talking about the Bible, we're growing in the Bible. I know Brother Aaron, in the last little bit, he went through a thing of deliverance. He went through different things throughout this year about what he spoke on every Wednesday night or having different people come in. And I think that's very, that's very important. For the body. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I love, if there's anybody out there that loves to jump and shout and I mean, just preach hard and just holler and do all those things, it would be me. You know, I would, I love to, you know, I get very enthusiastic about the word. I get very, you know, it's something that I love dearly. You know, and I, I always tell people, once upon a time, I always used to jump and shout and everything about a ball game or something like that. <laughs> but if I can do it at a ball game, I can do it for the Lord. So yeah. anyway, man on Monday, this Tuesday morning, but Mark three thirteen, and he goeth up into a mountain and calleth unto him who he would, and they came unto him. And so here's my thought on this. Uh, as I read this verse, I begin to think, who wouldn't want to go with the Lord? Who wouldn't want to go with you, Lord? Then I thought of all those that want Jesus to go with them, but don't really want to go with him. Mm. Understanding here in the scripture, he was calling the twelve that would follow him. And he began to ordain and declare to them what they were about to do. I believe in this day and this hour we're living in, the call has been given. And it's up to me and up to you if we want to go up with him. What if others don't go? Are you still going anyway? I'm thankful that throughout my life I've had the opportunity to surround myself with others that are prepared and ready to go to Him. So what about you today? Are you ready to rise up and go to Him? Jesus has done it all for us, but some won't give their all for Him. If you want to learn more, go to Him. If you want to advance more, go to Him. Whatever you need, go to Him. When the twelve was ordained, He gave the call to all that would. Same thing applies today. The call is for all that would. So this question is for all of us. Will you? So be strong, stay strong, and we strong. So if this has been a year of where maybe that you have decided to go with him, I want to encourage you to keep going that direction. Mm-hmm. Keep keep uh, in the way of, you know, as we know when Jesus was here and walked this earth that he had many people thronged around him you know in a way of who wouldn't want to go with with jesus when he spoke but still yet only so many went on with him he they gave the call out to, up to everybody but who actually went you know when he ordained the 12 and he and then after this when he prepared them and he commissioned them to go and he empowered you know just told them all right here's what you need there's a and when you go to him understanding and knowing that there's something that he wants to pour into you so that you will be ready for what the day may hold. Mm-hmm. You know, you may be, uh, maybe probably a lot of people at work already this morning, or maybe some maybe uh, toward the end of the year they take vacations and stuff like that. And I know got a lot of schools, even Grayson County, they still go in a couple of days this week, but most of the schools are out right now. You know, so as you're preparing for your family as you're preparing for this time together i encouraged our our uh church family the other night 
I said, listen, let's let this be the year of where we have families that uh, have are not where they need to be in the Lord. We have family that may not ever know the Lord. We have young ones always rising up. You know, I think every year that uh, uh, when we go to my granny's or something, how the family grows. You know what I'm saying? How, mm -hmm. you know, my family's growing this year. But see, we may grow in number, but let's grow in him more. Mm -hmm. That we pointedly saying, hey, are you still going to him? Hey, I'm still going to him. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to him. And that's what I want to continue to do. I want to continue to go to him as he's instructed us to do that. So, Amen. Anyway. That's something I love that I believe you do, Brother Josh, is like keeping people accountable. But I can tell that you, well, I'm not always there. But from what, what yeah. you do share, it it feels like you do it in out of love and out of a desire for them to be closer to the Lord. Well, and that's my desire for everybody. But, I mean, then also I was speaking to somebody last week, and uh, somebody said I was just talking to them about a few things. And they said, well, really, to be honest with you, I, I don't like talking. Said, but something about when I talk to you, it's, like, more comfortable. It's like, because, listen, and I told him, I said, listen, I'm not going to put you in a position that's going to cause you to be not ready for the moment. See, that's why people, we must understand, in the body of Christ, there's people that are preaching, teach. There are people that are singing, just like you, Hannah. There are people that will worship. But see, whatever you're called to do, I want you to do that. And if I see, if I see something inside of somebody that needs to come out of it, then I'm going to do my very best to try what I can to put my conversation in a way that will bring those great things out. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. here to belittle nobody. I'm here to let everybody build. know that I want to build the body of Christ in a way that will bring him glory. Amen. You know, and I want to make sure that you, we are doing our part in doing the things that he's called us to do. And I'm not going to ask nobody to do nothing that I don't believe that they can do. Just like the Lord, he ain't going to call us to do nothing that he ain't going to first equip us to do it. Because I believe that if he calls us, guess what? That means he knows you can do it. Amen. So if you call on somebody, you know, I've had people tell me before, you probably have people tell you before, if you need me, call me. You know, if you need if you need to know how to cook something, who you probably got somebody, all right, I gotta call this person. If uh Ethan's working <laughs> on a vehicle or changing oil or something like that, if he has a problem, hey, I gotta call this person. If and it's the thing about it is it's two different people. Mm -hmm. But still, yeah, they're helping you get through life. And I don't know why I use those instances, but that's in anything. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? If you need help in a certain certain area, there's people you're going to call. So if you need help spiritually in your walk with the Lord, more than likely, I mean, even though Brother Aaron, he's going to be right there. But actually, there's probably other people within this church mm -hmm. that you can call and say, hey, I need help in this situation. Mm -hmm. need help in that situation. That same person that said, well, I don't like the dog like to talk much i said well to be honest with you there's a few people that you have in your mind that if you really need prayer i gotta call this one this one and this one ain't ain't nothing wrong with everybody else it's just hey you know there's that group that you have all right i gotta talk to this one i gotta tell this one about it yeah. and that's what i told him i said yeah you may not talk i said but let me tell you something if i need prayer i know who i'm calling one of the first two or three yeah. And they was like, wow. I said, well, that's just how confident I am in your prayer. Yeah. And I mean, that's yeah, that ain't a knock on nobody else. Mm -mm. But that's just knowing, knowing our 
responsibility in the kingdom of God is first understanding that when people really look at, say, hey, I know they're a prayer warrior. Hey, I know they're a worshiper. Hey, I know they're somebody that studies. Hey, I know they're a preacher. Hey, I know they're a speaker. Why is that everybody fitly joined together? Fitly mm -hmm. joined together. And that's what I want to continue to do. I want to fitly join everybody together. Everybody thought, well, I'm the odd puzzle piece. I'm the odd puzzle piece. But that puzzle piece always goes somewhere. Amen. You know, and oftentimes, you know, my daughter, she got to the point where in high school where she'd done puzzles all the time. And, I mean, and I even glued a lot of them. I got them hanging up in my garage. And over a period of time, because that glue is either I've accidentally hit them with something or something has happened, they didn't frame them. They're just sticking up there. Those pieces have fallen to the floor. And without those pieces continuing to be connected, even though you know the big picture of everything, still yet those pieces actually make it incomplete. Yeah. So that's why I want to make sure every piece of God's kingdom is there to do what? To complete it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thankful that I'm part of it. And I'm thankful that you guys are part of it. And we're in it together. Amen. I mean, because if there's a, uh, like I say, I mean, you know, uh, Bethel's like home to me because I mean that's just where I've been I've been thankful to be in church all my life but then again I've been thankful to uh, even Madrid right down the road where I'm at now just to for the opportunities that I've been given there at Madrid you know it's just amazing to be able to live right there beside of it I ain't got people tell me now you ain't got no excuse not to go to church now you're right there you can walk to church I'm like brother Aaron I walk uphill both ways whether it's cold <laughs> or hot outside so, <laughs> but uh, anyway so I mean for real I mean it's just taking the opportunities that we have to um, to go with him but also because I know that I'm going with him that I can look to my right or my left and I got others going with me too mm -hmm. I mean it's just encouraging amen well, I say yes and amen. I was listening the whole time. It's <laughs> all right, brother. <laughs> I was listening the whole time. Miss Gail says best man of the year, but I got to say that about all of them, I guess. <laughs> uh, she said, but I guess I said that about all of them. Thank you, brother Josh. It was a great year of 2023 manna on Tuesday, leftover from Monday, because it's the only manna that's permissible <laughs> to be right. used the next day. I that's will right. say I like this manna because it reminded me of the message you preached at Wilson Home. Oh, wow. Of go. What yeah. was it? Go. go. I just remember go yeah. was the biggest part yep. of it. But I think it might have been three Gs. It was go. And I'm and sorry, Hannah, but I've just drawn a blank right now. I, I don't remember the I remember entire, the word go there. Yeah, yeah, because it was talking about basically what the Lord is speaking to you. Like it's time. It's it's time to stop sitting down like it's yeah. time to go right wherever he's right. calling you yeah um and i'll have to think back i could probably remember the scripture you used if i really think but that was just an awesome go the Lord. grow was it grow i think grow was one of them go I think it was grow too. and show i think it was show maybe was it it was go grow and uh or I'm maybe. sorry, brother. I just, I'm drawing a blank myself. I remember the go part. I know grow, grow was in there, too. Yeah, I think grow was in there. Right. And behold or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, so I'm no, thinking. I had a, and it was an awesome night tonight. But I, it was I, a very I, anointed night. Like the Lord. The worship presence. was awesome, too. Well, it would just all flow I mean, together, was, though. Yeah, it was just so. like everything. It was like the Lord was just there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll never forget it because I, honestly, Josh, I think that was 
before maybe it I was. had been on the radio yep. with you. Yep. So I was like, who is As, this guy? Well, we just really, <laughs> then we just knew of each other. Yeah. I knew you as uh, Sister Regina's daughter. That's about Who's all that I guy? knew. And uh, now I know you as Hannah. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, Lord, I mean, the Lord was just really there that night. I will never forget that night. I won't. Yep. His presence was just, and people were really getting changed. I mean, his his presence was falling. People were getting, you know, I believe healings and deliverance yeah. and just it was just a great time with the Lord. Amen. That's honestly Amen. that night was probably one of my favorite nights of this well, whole year. Well, so it reminded me of awesome. it because it was that's the good. go. The Amen. go reminded me of it. Yeah, yeah. So it was good. It was good. Um, we well, had a good year. Yeah, it was a good year. I was talking to somebody the other day just about how good of a year it was. Yeah. And we can, we should never look back and forget anything that happened. I would, I don't know. I still, I think one of the most powerful nights of the year for me was the Wednesday night of the crusade. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably one of the most powerful nights for me personally. It was just, it was definitely for me the most powerful night of the crusade. Yeah. But it was just. for sure. Um, and when we had planned that, we'd just gonna go th- for sure. We'd just gonna go to Tuesday, mm-hmm. but then that was like, no, yeah. we're going at least doing yeah. that one. So, and I loved the Wednesday night because it was like, it was a smaller crowd. Yeah, but it was the crowd that needed to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the, it's almost the, like the ones that the Lord said, "All right, who's gonna go with me?" Yeah, who's gonna go with and me? They went that night, and so. we're st- we're still gonna go. Yeah, that's right. And so, so I mean. And I mean, even this year, you look back through it, and I mean, you think of the growth that you've seen, maybe within uh, within people that's in your life. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I think about my pastor there, and I think about even my wife. She started this um, illustration Bible, and to be honest with you, I don't think she's completed yet because I know we're coming through the end of the year. But I mean, she illustrates this Bible. She's draw things. There's places to draw on the sides of the pages for the scriptures that you read, and I mean, just to be able to go through that and see that it's just um it's pretty amazing pretty amazing how everything uh just comes back to what we want to do and how my prayer even i believe at the beginning of the year went to we plead the blood of jesus over our lives and our home that's mm-hmm. some that's a statement kind of that i've been praying quite a bit in every prayer that i pray pleading mm-hmm. the blood of jesus over my life and my home mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah anyway. i have someone who I know someone who prays that, and I've been really trying to do it more. Yeah. She prays that every single day over her family, over her home, every Amen. single morning. That's awesome. And I oh, I don't know if I should share the testimony. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say names or anything, but basically one morning, and this isn't to say that the the Lord was definitely still with her family when she right. forgot. Right. But the one morning that she forgot one of her kids to plead the blood over them, they actually ended up, in a, an accident wow. at work, not life-threatening or yeah, anything like that, but see. it was something like could have ended up chopping, I think, the whole hand off or something like right. that, but it was just a part of his finger. Wow. But, like, to her, it was just the Lord waking her up, showing that her prayers work, you know, and he right. he was still had his back yeah, because, right. I mean, he could have got a, a lot worse injured right. than just a piece of his finger. Yeah. But just the fact that prayer works mm-hmm. yep. and pleading the blood over your family works. Yep. So it was almost just like a little God speaking. That's right. Like that. So. I mean, even though uh, I hear now about how, of course, go back to this, but, you know, expecting a grandson in May, but 
you know, since I found out, you know, been praying over my future grandkid. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Healthy. We're praying right now, Lord Jesus, and whatever you ordain for him in his life, five years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, Lord, you do it. Mm -hmm. You do it. So, yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, you never, I've always heard my granny and I've heard my mom and people say, well, I've been praying for you for, since before you was born, you never really, oh, come on now. Never really quite understood that. But now that I've got a grandchild on the way, now I can fathom that and now I can understand that. You know, and knowing that I remember when uh, Maddie, when my daughter did, uh, when her and Briar got married back in uh, back in June, I remember the sh at the shower when we was praying or whatever over something, I said, Briar, whether you realize it or not, we've been praying for you for a long time. Said, I didn't know it was going to be you. But we've been praying for her future husband for a long time. And I'm thankful for the way that it was ordained. You know what I'm saying? It just fit together and just, uh, you know, just you look back in your life and you see things that where the Lord's hand was on. Mm -hmm. And even though sometimes you think, well, it was the Lord's hand in it, but you was protected through that time. And I'm thankful for his protection. So. Amen. I'm gonna have to go look for those notes, Josh, because it's it's killing me that I don't know the well, third I've one. I've got I got the notes at home. I'm sure because <laughs> you know me, I'm a note guy. So. I'm pretty sure Aaron's <laughs> right though. I think it's grow is the second one, but there's a third. Yep. There was a third. I'm telling you, I think it was like <laughs> go grow and behold or something. <laughs> well, when y'all find those notes, you let me know. <laughs> I'm gonna be searching because I took some good notes. That my night. my notes are up here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Go grow, and sow, or you kind of rhymed a little bit. So I'm trying to look for this word. Yes, though. it yeah, was a rhyme. I mean, I try to do that a little bit, but anyway, so I don't. Well, I, I can't like, rhyme anywhere. Well, I can't write no poem, but I try to do all those things anyway. I don't rhyme. <laughs> uh just try to stay on time. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Yeah. I can't. I can't rhyme. Can't stay on time. Can't do anything really with it, playing things like that. I just. I'm. Uh, I, I. I've sat down and tried to do like cute acronyms and stuff like that, and I'm just horrible at it. Like it's not my. Yeah. I'm not good at I it. I love that kind of stuff. I. I can't always come up with it right away. Sometimes I can though. But I forgot who it was. There was somebody in the radio also this year that I just have to write stuff down if it's really good. If I feel like it's the Lord speaking through, I just got to write it down if I can. But somebody was like, huh, nobody's ever took notes of something I've said before. I can't remember who it was, hey, though. it was me. It was you? Yeah, because I come that Wednesday night, you were there. <laughs> you spoke at Wednesday night. All right, disclaimer. This year, I came to hear Hannah speak. <laughs> But she didn't come to hear me say. Uh, I remember oh, that. I know. <laughs> that. That's gonna hurt me. I just teased it. I remember no, that she was there with me. But yeah, because I, because uh, I think I text you that morning or something. Say, hey, ain't today the day that Hannah yep. speak? Yep, yep. So, yep. And I took the notes of it. And I think when we spoke about, it, to be honest with you, I remember now, uh, brother Aaron wasn't here that morning. I think it was Brother Jason. And so then I would just begin to spoke. I said, yeah. I said, I was somewhere last night, and uh, this uh, magnificent speaker something was speaking on these things. Oh. I'm getting list them. So anyway. Okay, no, but there was another time when I was taking notes, though. Oh, okay. 
And somebody told me that, I think. And somebody told you that. Oh, well, nobody's ever taken notes. Oh, before. I got you. I think it might have been Greg. Well, I can tell you this. I don't know who it was. Whenever I first got back, everybody was trying to take notes, and then everybody quit. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it was because what I was saying or the speed at which I say it makes it impossible to take yeah. notes. Miss Gretchen said, uh, it's, you just can't take notes with you. Uh, she goes, uh, I can't. She, she, she said, you, she says, what you say is good. But she said it's difficult to write. And I asked Miss Deanna one time, I said, Miss Deanna, how do you interpret when I preach? She goes, it is hard. <laughs> she goes, it is hard. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. So, because she, she interprets a, a small crew over there as I'm preaching on Sunday. Okay. And so yeah. um, there's usually three or four or five over there that she's interpreting to. Wow. And so it's, I, I don't even think about it. Yeah. And I should probably be more cognitive of it to think of it, but... I've been trying to slow down a little bit. Yeah. But like Okay, I get what Miss Gretchen's saying. Like you probably can't take like step one, two, three notes with Aaron. But you can write down some little tidbits along the way. I mean, go. I do that. I'm like, ooh, that's good. Let me write that down. I mean it might not be in order, but I mean Yeah. <laughs> but it's there, right? It's good. Uh I think Miss Gail got it right and she wasn't even there that night. This is it. And that's what I was looking for. Go, glow, and grow. Yep. That's it. That's it. She got it right, and I don't even think she was there that night. I don't think I was just so. looking for rhymes. but Was it glow? It was. I think I think glow, it was. Yeah, it might have been glow. But, of course, Megan Fortner, yeah, she Megan does Fortner something about glow up. Glow oh. up, grow up, glow up, show up, or something. Yep. Maybe that was it. So then. she might be thinking about Megan. But I mean, it could have been, but we'll find we're it. Finding we'll find it. it. Yep. We're yep. finding All it. Right. And speaking of uh, Megan, she'll be on this Thursday, so... All right. Well, we're out of time. Josh, what a great year on Tuesday Sounds it was. Great, man. We'll Sounds awesome. We'll see you next year. Yeah, we'll see you next year. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. Central Time, here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network.